dear dad, I wonder who made the first ladder? Oh, focus, Pearl. I gotta be quick. I'm writing to you from the underground tunnels of this gym. Nosepass and I are taking a break at this convenient underground bodega. Becker's needed a feraligatorate, too. And this postcard was just too cool to pass up. I have one more trainer level, one more ladder, and then I go to the big cheese. Time to win or die, right, Sally? Let's go! You come up to this level once you reach the top of the ladder, and you see another sign next to the ladder, and this one says B1. What? Oh, I'm going up. B1! Basement level one. As you enter this new system of tunnels, this one is different from the other two. Once again, it's darker rock here, sort of grays and purples and blacks as you look around. And there are also more gems poking out of the walls in different places that you can see. Lots of reds and clears and different bright colors poking out as you look around and you see the tunnel stretching out before you. I wonder if we'll find lava. Okay, let's go! So you start heading down this new system of tunnels in this dark rock and crystal cave. As you are going, nose pass is pointing directly in front of you, and you come to a fork in the road. Where do you want to go? Left! All right, you go this way, and you can feel on the last floor and on this one now, you feel more and more that as you twist and turn your way through these caves, you are perpetually still going at an upward slope. Man, my calves are going to be sore tomorrow. As you were going down this left path, it's very zigzaggy, twisty-turny, twisty-turny. And then you come to another fork where you can either go to the left or right. You see, judging from nose pass, it seems like you're either going north or south. I'll go right. This is the combo one. All right. The combo level. You go down the right tunnel, and you find yourself in a cavern once more. This one bigger and better lit than both of the caverns you battled in previously. Across the way, you see stacks of books, and sitting on top of a pile of books that seems to have been fashioned into a chair, you see a trainer. He looks to be in his late teens, a tall and skinny lad with short hair and a friendly face. Like the picture of Mortimer from the pamphlet, he too wears a t-shirt that says Nido Queens of the Stone Age. He's got a flannel and jeans, but somehow he still manages to look pretty clean cut. He puts down his copy of Principles of Geology and stands to greet you. Hey there! My name's Ammon, and I'm the head gym trainer here in Bolette. I'm the last person you gotta beat before you face the gym leader. I hope you didn't tire yourself out too much before you got here. Let's show her how it's done, Brock, as he throws out a Geodude. Roll initiative. For initiative, Ammon rolls a 13, and Pearl rolls an 18. Oh my gosh, I can't even handle that I'm going first, she says out loud. <laughs> um, I think you're really cool, and I love Brock, and I love books. And we'll do... Uh, water gun. The water gun hits with a 24 and does 18 points of water damage, a hefty hit to start the battle. Ammon thinks for a moment seeing this and scratches his chin for a second and says, Okay, let's start off with rock polish. And you see that the rugged stone in this geodude seems to get harder and sharper for a moment as it increases its AC and movement speed. Pearl takes this opportunity to use X attack, increasing her attack rolls by two for the duration. It's then Ammon's turn. All right, Brock, roll out! I knew one of these were coming! As the Geodude tucks in its very muscular arms and begins to spin and then, poof, bursts across the way. A 13 barely misses as Beckers dodges out of the way and Geodude whizzes past. 
I know there's not any natural light in here, but I feel like there was a ray right there hitting Becker, saving us from that. I believe in you! Thank you, Shrangle! Uh, Bubble! It barely hits Geodude's enhanced AC with a 16, doing 10 points of water damage. That brings us back to Ammon's turn, and he says, all right, come on, go for another rollout. Get that hit. We got to build the combo. He hits the Poliwhirl with a 21 and does 10 points of damage, making direct contact in the center of the swirl. Pearl gets serious, commanding Beckers to use Water Gun, which hits with an 18. Oh my gosh, that was a nasty roll! 10 plus 3 plus 1, 14. For 28, he had... 27 hit points remaining. Oh, Beckers, you nasty Pokemon. The water gun immediately as Geodude is barreling toward her. She just unleashes this stream of water. And for a moment, Geodude stops and is just spinning in place as the water gun continues. He's trying to fight against the force of it, but eventually slips and loses out. And the water gun slams it across the room and it hits the wall and it actually cracks a little bit. Hydroplaning. Geodude is knocked out. Ammon says, oh, well, not many people even get this far. Brock, come on back. Bulldor, let's go. And he sends out a larger, even sharper looking Pokemon that actually resembles the walls of this cave. It's made of this purpley rock, and it's got these red gems sticking out of it, and it crab walks around. Have you met Galpal? She'd love your sound. Pearl then scans the Bulldor with her Pokedex. It says, Bulldor. The ore Pokemon. When it overflows with power, the orange crystal on its body glows. It looks for underground water in caves. Interesting. I can understand why you'd like this home. Was that helpful at all? No. Ammon thinks for a moment and then declares his next move. He commands Boldor to use Sand Attack, and with a four on her constitution save, Beckers takes a minus one to all attack rolls for the remainder of the battle. Even with the debuff, she shoots a water gun and hits with an 18, doing 22 points of water damage to the rock Pokemon. Nasty. Becker's you nasty. Absolutely disgusting. As a powerful water gun shoots out and hits it right in its middle gem and knocks it across the way a little bit before it recovers. And the gem begins to glow a little bit brighter. Ammon says, okay, bulldoze. Poliwhirl barely misses her dexterity save and takes 10 points of ground damage as the earth shakes underneath. Determined, Pearl calls out for another water gun. 18 hits the Bulldor and it takes 16 points of water damage. As the Bulldor continues to take damage and its gem glows brighter and brighter, Ammon commands it to use Bulldoze once more. This time, Becker saves with a 16, completely avoiding the attack by jumping up to a gem jutting out of the wall and hanging on until the attack ends. She hops back down to the ground and raises her gloves in a boxing stance. Pearl shouts out for Beckers to attack with Water Gun, hitting with an 18 once again and doing 20 points of water damage. How does Beckers finish off the Bulldor? Imagine there were bubbles and gems everywhere. Channel your swirl, channel your swirl, Polly Whirl! As once again, Becker's the Poliwhirl lines up her shot with this Bulldor as it looks like it's actually like charging up for some sort of move. You see that the gem is glowing super bright, but before it can unleash whatever it was charging up, Becker shoots out this water gun that smashes right into it and again, knocks it against the wall in the same spot where the Geodude hit. All of that Pearl's just doing like a hippie circle, channeling the bubbles. <laughs> with that, Ammon has been defeated. Belly bounce. Thank you. 
Ammon walks over to you. He says, wow, that was really great. Thanks, Ammon. That was a really great job. I, I love your crew. Thanks. Here's a rock. I picked it just for you. I do love rocks. I had a feeling. I think that you hand him actually like a piece of crystal that's been knocked off of the wall at that time. <laughs> oh, it's always from their own territory. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. If you've made it this far, I really think you're ready. And if you were able to take down my team, I'm kind of the, the last big barrier that some people don't make it past, so. Thanks, Ann. I won't be a rookie for long. Let's go! So, now that you have defeated Ammon, what would you like to do? I would like to go and search the tunnels a little bit more. Okay. Where would you like to go? I would like to go back to the entrance and then take the first right at the first fork in the road. Nice. So, if you go back there, you will find an elixir. Ooh, yummy. What does that do? Elixir will restore 10 PP to a single move. Yummy. So, we'll go back to that second fork in the road and take a left. Cool. So, you go back around and where you took the right initially and went to the cavern for your battle, you take the left fork and it twists and turns and twists and turns and you get to one last fork in the road, left or right. We will go left. You go left and you see a ladder. Oh, I love the ladders. And we go back out, we'll go right. All right, you go right and you find a max ether. Cool, so I'm assuming that's just a bigger ether. Ether restores five PP to all of a Pokemon's moves. Wow, glad we picked this up. Order. Hi, bud. Order. Sorry, it's been a little busy today, and Pearl just takes a second and gives Celia a big hug. Order. What's going on? Order. She puts her pom poms away. No, no, no! I love them. Keep them out. Order. We're about to make our big entrance. It's the last ladder. I know you love the ladders. Order. Order. Okay, ready. Oh. Right. Let's go. <laughs> you make your way up. Climb every ladder, chase every fish, put your little heart out till you find your bliss. I'm gonna climb every ladder. That's right, Seely. days at the club, the cruise ship club. You make your way up the final ladder. Oh, I'm sweating. Climbing your way up to the ground floor and out of the caverns below. Is there a sign that says G? Yes. Oh, gosh, yes, I was right all along. The ladder lets out in a short tunnel, this time with no curves or offshoots, just a straight walk into a bright space ahead. Do you move forward? Seely? I love you. Hello, friends. Jonah here to say thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl. We hope you're enjoying part two of our Big Bad Gym Battle episode. If you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Jr. and you want to give us a boost, please go to our page on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a rating and review. It is a huge help to us and we read every review that comes in. 
And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Jr. and you want to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. Humongous thank you to our newest patron, Peach. We are always thrilled when people appreciate the work that we put into this show and decide to contribute directly to what we're doing. That's amazing. If you'd like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjunior.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on our new Instagram account and on Twitter. We are at Junior on both of those. You can also hang out with us in our Discord that we have for both Quest Company and Junior. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. Speaking of Patreon, I mentioned this in the last episode, but after releasing these gym episodes, we are going to do our first deep dive Q&A episode for patrons of the show. We'll record it in about a week after this goes out so folks can have a chance to listen and submit any of your gym questions that you might have, and then we will put that up on Patreon shortly after. So if you want to know anything about the show, the story, the characters, please reach out to us. We would love to answer your questions. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast. So please, if you are enjoying the show, let other people know. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag Junior or hashtag postcards from Pearl, you might get a character named after you on the show. We've had like three since we walked into the gym. I keep a list, I promise. <laughs> and if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. Speaking of word of mouth, I want to tell you about Tall Grass, a new podcast with a variety of content from Adam LaGrave, a dear friend of the show who you might know from podcasts like The Roaring Trainers and DM's Treehouse. This week was the first episode of Bean Talk, where Adam interviews guests while they both munch on some tasty beans. I was the guest on that episode, and I would love for you to check it out. We had so much fun talking about Pokemon, puppets, and silly voices. Also, last night, Sarah and I recorded our guest appearance on Abby and Friends, an actual play Pokemon series using Adam's PokePlay system. So if you want to check out that interview and hear Celie and Tufus's special appearances when those episodes air, make sure you're following Tall Grass wherever you get your podcasts. Quest Company Jr. is a proud member of Podicon Go, a group of independent podcasts supporting high-quality content that's fun for the whole family. This week, we want to highlight Kid Cryptid. You can join this father and son duo as they tackle the important questions while talking about cryptids every other week. You can hear their promo at the end of these announcements. I'd like to take a moment to thank all of the fantastic artists whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to Foolboy Media for the song Video Game Land. Thank you to Eric Skiff for the song Come and Find Me. Thanks to Patrick DeArtega for the song New Hope. Thanks to Fluid Volt for the song Smiling Sigh. And thanks again to Matt Welch for collaborating with me on the Bolet Gym Trainer theme, as well as Bolet Badge Battle, a.k.a. Mortimer's theme, coming up soon. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sounds. That's all for me. I think we all know that the time is now upon us. Roll up those flannel sleeves and strike a power cord. It's time to battle for the grunge badge. Thank you for listening to Postcard Temple with Last Company Jr. I'm Elias. I'm Sean. And we're the hosts of Kid Cryptid, a podcast where we talk about animals that are claimed to exist but have never been proven, known as cryptids. 
my dad is trying to say is we tell stories about Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, and other creatures. Indeed we do. And you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't forget about Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Well, I think that should pretty well wrap us up. Until next time. like to before I move forward I want to give okay every, I kind of just pull the whole team out we're going into battle here team we've waited long and now there's a short hallway in front of us do I think we can walk it sure I do but my question for you is do you think you could walk it yeah I'm talking to you gal pal you're new but we're here for you are you here for us and you how about you Oscar You've been grumpy, but we all know you've been keeping a secret smile tucked away for all of us. Are you ready? <laughs> sure. And you, Beckers, you've been in the fray. Look at Beckers sweat, everyone. See the sweat from this poly world. And we, we bump bellies again. <laughs> she's very moist, and you're not sure if it's actually sweat or if she's just moist. And then I cup Seely's face. Ooh. Friend, you've been with me forever. But now I need to know. Will you be with me through a gym? Order. That's right! Pledge your honor! Pledge your loyalty! Because today we rock! Today we roll! And today we win our first badge! And in that whole pep talk speech, I'd like to disperse some berries. Great. What berries are you dispersing? <laughs> I want to give a citrus berry to Oscar. Okay. And I want to give a citrus berry to Beckers. Anything else? I want to give an ether to Beckers and restore water gun for five more PP. Okay. I want to give Beckers the X accuracy. Interesting. So Beckers is going to get advantage on her first three attacks. Yes. Nice. Nice. And that's it, I think. Also, I feel like we should mention while we're here that Beckers did get two levels from soloing all three floors of gym trainers. So she's now at level seven, and she picked up a new move, and she got some new hit points. And she's getting some new gloves when we're done with this. Beckers, you earned yourself a new pair of gloves! All right, after my big pep talk and passing out all my goodies, I yell, Charge! With my fingerless gloves. And rock plays and we roll in. You know what? I loved your speech so much. It was so good that I am going to give you a point of inspiration for that that you can use for whoever. Anybody? Oh yeah, my gosh. Great. It really inspired you? It did. I was <gasps> inspired. You would go into battle? I would. Good. I just, I think the cupping of the cheeks for <laughs> Seely really as well. It's like, I want you to imagine Billy Madison when Adam Sandler cups that kid's cheeks in the classroom and he goes, stay here as long as you can. Ah. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks, hon. You are welcome. You walk forward. 
As you emerge, your eyes and ears take a moment to adjust to the light and sounds around you. You are in a stadium, bright LEDs shining down on you and a battlefield in front of you. The terrain is rocky and muddy, large boulders and stone formations jutting out of the ground in various places and at different angles. As you step forward, your nose pass guide walks just to your right and pauses for a second before being launched into the air by a spring panel in the floor. Whoa! He lands on a platform suspended in the air next to none other than Karen. But she doesn't look like a librarian anymore. Her hair is teased and she's covered in garments of leather and ripped denim and she holds a microphone in her hand. Karen? Ladies and gentlemen of Bowlet! We've got a new challenger with us this evening! A tier zero trainer who's brand new to the Kanoko region! Please welcome! I strike an air guitar pose and I go, Wow, we really got some rock in all of us. The small crowd cheers and Karen continues. Small? Why is it small? It's because I'm one? Come on! You couldn't have brought a friend? The tickets were free! Pro starts shouting at the crowd. <laughs> what, where's your excuse? You couldn't find a sitter? Huh? Why are people in the nosebleeds? You don't want to miss this. What the heck? The traffic? Parking. Okay, you had to pay for parking, huh, bud? Walk. You could use the steps. As you're looking small. at the crowd, with your passive perception in the small crowd, you do oh, see. Small human cheek. Ah, oh, Pearl gets redder. <laughs> Some familiar faces okay. are in the crowd. All right, thanks for my peeps, my homies. Where you at? You see Luca along with Peach and Mason and Professor Nichols. And Gigi and Kaylin are there, and Professor Spruce and Professor Hemlock. Looks like they've come out, and each of them are actually holding Coconut and Fanta so <gasps> that they can see, Spruce too. Spruce and Hemlock? Mm-hmm. And they're holding my peeps? Yeah. Hi, guys. See, this is carpooling, everyone. They wave. Hi, guys. Danny Delabird's there, too. Oh. You missed him at first because he was rustling around in Gigi's bag looking for more cookies. I can't believe they all came. See you Karen continues. And now that she's made her way to the cabin challenge, she's ready for the two test. Put your hands together for the one, the only, the hard-rocking gym leader, Mortimer! From a tunnel on the opposite side of the stadium, a large figure emerges, walking forward casually and confidently. Wearing a baggy flannel shirt and a Stone Temple Primates t-shirt, wielding his signature red guitar, Mortimer plugs the guitar into the huge stack of amps and grabs the mic in front of him. Pearl, is it? I like the look. Now let's see if you got the skill. Roll initiative. Oh my gosh, it's happening. So what did you roll for initiative? 14. Mortimer rolled a 19. Oh. As you two both release your Pokemon, where do you place Beckers on the map? Kind of ducking behind some rocks a little bit, not super far away from me. Great. 
for the listeners, uh, so you can understand when we're referencing this, I have essentially a small arena map set out in front of us with a bunch of stone formations set up around the battlefield, and it is a 40 by 40 battle grid, essentially. So she is Release Beckers, very close to her, hiding behind a stone formation. As you release Beckers, Mortimer sends out a Pokemon of his own in a familiar-looking Pokeball. It's a heavy ball, like the one that you got a bomb of snow in. Pearl sees that. That's not good. <laughs> As the Pokeball opens and releases what's inside, you see a huge snake-looking creature come out. Except it's not made of organic material. It's not an Arbok or anything. It's huge, and it's made of rocks. These sleek, dark gray rocks. And it rises up above you. <laughs> And on Mortimer's turn, he's going to say into the microphone, All right, Onyx, go ahead and rage, and then you stealth rock. So you see the light in this Onyx's eyes sharpen a little bit as it focuses in on where Beckers is across the battlefield. A decent amount of space between them, but laser-focused on where she is. As it begins to rage, the ground beneath you starts to tremor for a little bit, as suddenly, these sharp rocks emerge from the ground. They don't hit Beckers, but there are now rocks that are in the way of anyone who might come in or leave on your side. Basically, as long as Onyx is on the field, anytime you switch a different Pokemon into battle, like if you switched out Beckers for someone else, on entry, Onyx can make that Pokemon take damage from these stealth rocks. Oh, okay, I get it. That's his turn. What would you like to do on your turn? Pearl realizes she has... Oh, um, is this thing on? Uh, hello? Okay, this is on. Um... Okay, Polly, we're out! Water gun! With advantage, natural 20. Are you kidding me? My first, oh yeah, Are baby. you kidding me? Nat 20! Oh my gosh! Woo! I'm like shaking, guys. Roll that damage. 12. Max damage? I made him look, guys. I made, and I didn't even add anything yet. No. 12 Are plus you 4. Kidding I me. cannot handle this. This sweet girl's baby luck is going to run out at some point in this day. But right now, we're riding the train as long as we can. Okay, so you rolled a 12. Yeah, on a nat 20. So double it, 24. Okay, then what? Plus 4, plus ace trainer, plus 1. So that's 29. 29. All of that doubled. Oh my god! <laughs> that was the best rolls of my life! I have it on a recording to prove it now. Oh my gosh, no way! I just feel like I just immediately, Pearl just starts cheering. She like sees the perfect form, and it's like a Bobby Jones moment for those of you who get golf. And it's like watching a pro swing at perfect form. And you're like, yes, you can do it. You can do it. Unbelievable. That's 58 points of damage from a super effective crit. And Onyx is hurting. Oh, my God. Onyx is really hurting. Oh, my gosh. I imagine Coco and Celia and Torchic just jolly jumping, cheering. Oh, definitely. Fanta and Coconut are cheering up in the stands along with your whole little fan section. Yes. And then Celie is still out of her Pokeball, but just hanging out next to you, waiting to go in. She's like got a got a headband on, but she's got her pom-poms out right now, cheering on Beckers. And is Beckers going to stay where she is? Duck back behind cover? Yeah, I think that's fine. Cool. That will end your turn as Onyx is thoroughly taken aback by that. 
and shakes the water off after a moment, looking confused at what just happened. <laughs> and Mortimer says, oh, hardball, okay. I like it. Onyx, bind. And this onyx lowers itself to the ground and then does that snake thing where its whole body is slithering back and forth, back and forth. This massive creature zooming across the battlefield, getting right up in Becker's face and goes to try and wrap itself around her. Dodge and weave! Dodge and weave! 22's gonna hit. Darn it. As Becker's gets wrapped up in these shiny dark gray rocks and she is going to take... 11 plus rage, 13 points of normal damage. And she is grappled and restrained. Yowza! As this angry, angry rock snake wraps itself all around her and squeezes tightly. Your turn. We are going for water gun. Great. First, you're going to need to make a strength save to try to get out. 19. 19 will save. Dang. Wow. I rolled a 15 plus four. Save was 16, so you were good. As it's less of a strength thing and more of a moisture thing as she just slips right on out. She actually slorps out and is like up in the air for a second. Oh, and we water gun in the air for sure. Absolutely. Oh, that wasn't a good roll. 16. Yeah, even with advantage, a 16 will not do it. As Beckers slips out and flips up into the air, she shoots out this water gun at the Onyx, who sees it coming this time, and immediately burrows under the ground, avoiding the water gun. That's okay, Beckers, you got out! As Beckers lands, that will be your turn. As Mortimer calls out, that's more like it. Now rock two! I need you to make a strength save. Oh, two. She's wearing out. Beckers has had a long day. With a two. These sharp rocks and boulders come up and surround and dig into Beckers. As she fails her strength save, she is going to take a good chunk of rock damage and once again be grappled and restrained. Got lucky on low rolls there. That's only going to be 11 damage. If her citrus berry has not activated yet, I feel like it probably has now. It has now. And that restores 30, yeah? So I have 40 now. Great, you got knocked down, but now you're back up to 40. I get knocked down! You can fill in the rest, listeners. Chumba Wumba. <laughs> but with that, that is going to be Mortimer's turn. You're up. Whoo, what a gun. With advantage still, yeah? This is my last one. Last one, but first make a strength save. Okay, 18. 18 will save, wow. Unnatural 20 for water gun. A total of 20 will do it. Yes. As, wow, you keep on making, these are not low saves, but Becker's keeps I'm, on wiggling her way out. She's very, very moist. We pride ourselves on moist donuts. Go ahead and roll your damage. Ugh, not good damage. That is six. For a total of 12? Yes. A decidedly less impactful hit than that first crit, but still not terrible as this one more glances off of the onyx as Beckers is squirming her way out of these rocks and everything, and she gets out and is able to make her attack without any interference from the rock tomb, but she just gets a glancing blow as Onyx keeps on trying to maneuver out of the way, wiggling and squirming its large, rocky body. Brings us back to Mortimer, who says, all right, try buying again. 15. I'm an AC of 14. 11 points of damage, and Becker's is once again grappled and restrained. Your turn. Try to bust free. Oh, that one didn't get it. Nine. Nine will not do it as Onyx squeezes down 
Do I lose my turn? You don't lose your turn necessarily, but if you attack, it's going to be much more difficult. Can I use my point of inspiration with this attack? I have two points of inspiration. Oscar has the one, and then you've got a separate one. Can I use it with this? You could use it to even it out, to have a straight roll rather than a disadvantage roll. Can I have a straight roll? Yeah, you can use that. Cool. Another crit? Are you kidding me? I passed the box to Jonah, guys, before I said it so that he would know I was not lying. Yes, Bex! Bex! Oh, my soul, my heart, Bex! Macaroni! Macaroonster! Bexter! I'm so proud! I'm pretty sure that there's no possible way that this couldn't KO Onyx, but go ahead and roll it anyway. All right, let's do it. It's the phone. 18 plus 5. 23. Doubled again for 46. Boink, bye. See you later, Onyx. As Beckers is grappled and restrained by the Onyx, feeling so inspired from your pep talk before you guys went in, she looks this Onyx directly in the face and unleashes a water gun directly at it. It blasts the Onyx off of her, and then the Onyx actually goes flying a little bit across the arena and skins into some other rocks, knocking them over. Onyx is KO'd. Mortimer just nods his head for a moment and says, Good! Good! Pulls the Onyx back in and says, All right, Rhyhorn, get out there! Hi, Rhyhorn! Does this mean that the, like, big rock things that were guarding the gym, is that gone now? The stealth rocks do go away. Take that, stealth rocks! So next, Rhyhorn comes out. Just in front of Mortimer, you see this rhinoceros-like Pokemon, its body covered in gray, rocky plates. And you see it's got a triangular head with narrow red eyes and true fangs protruding out from its upper jaw, small triangular openings on the upper sides and a short horn on the tip of its snout. And it just lets out a <laughs> and stamps its foot a little bit, looking at Beckers and you. Don't flinch, Beckers, you got this. Just keep looking straight at it. Do you want a bonus action anything on your turn before it's Mortimer's turn? I'll Pokedex. You scan it with your Pokedex and it says, Rhyhorn, the Spikes Pokemon. Rhyhorn runs in a straight line, smashing everything in its path. It is not bothered even if it rushes headlong into a block of seal. This Pokemon may feel some pain from the collision the next day, however. Okay, however, totally forget what I said. Don't stare straight at it. Just keep dodging and weaving. Dodge and weave. Mortimer looks across the battlefield and says, Okay, Rhyhorn, scary face. Make a wisdom save for Bex. For Beckers is paralyzed. Oh, it's going to get nasty, y'all. So that was Rhyhorn's action. Now it is your turn. Water gun? Okay. Go ahead and roll that D4. Two. Not incapacitated and restrained, so you are okay. Okay. 19. 19 hits. Cool. So 24 points of water damage as Beckers looks straight across the battlefield and shoots out this water gun straight at Rhyhorn, fighting off the urge to be paralyzed. You see the tension in her muscles as she fights against it before unleashing the water gun as the belly pattern swirl undulates. Mortimer says, you know what to do, Rhyhorn. Bulldoze. And Rhyhorn rushes Head first toward Beckers. Dodge and weave! I need you to make a deck save. Oh, it hurts. Beckers almost does the cool thing that Ray did in the <laughs> Rise of Skywalker where she, she jumps over the TIE fighter. She waited too long. 
but she waited too long and then the muscles tense up again as the Rhyhorn charges directly into her and the ground shakes beneath. Beckers will take, oof, 14 points of damage. Ouch. Taking a direct hit from Rhyhorn. Your turn. Oh, that was hard to watch. It's okay, bounce back up, Beckers. Water gun. Roll a d4. Yep. Four. You're good. Uh-uh, it's not gonna hit, it's 10. 10 will miss. As she's a little late coming out of her tensed muscle state, she whips around to try to make contact with a Rhyhorn, but just barely, well, not just barely, it's a pretty wide miss. But that is her turn. Rhyhorn is still standing directly next to Beckers as they both stand facing off against one another. Mortimer shouts out, Okay, Smackdown! And Rhyhorn raises its two front hooves in the air and smashes them into the ground, and the earth below Beckers shoots the polywhirl up into the air, and you see that Rhyhorn raises and stamps down its back legs, and another piece of rock goes flying up into the air, seemingly on trajectory to hit Beckers, but she actually unleashes a bit of a water gun to get herself out of the way of the rock and scoot herself over in the air a little bit, and she lands on the ground unharmed as the Rhyhorn only rolled an 11. Beckers loves to fly. Your turn. Uh, do I need to roll my d4? Yes. Four. You're good. Okay. Water gun. That was good. That's a 21. 21 hits. Woo! We're back on track, folks. Nine. Nine, so 18? 18, baby. So after that close call, Beckers lands on the ground and immediately unleashes another water gun, which makes contact with the Rhyhorn and knocks it back a little bit, and it looks directly at her once again. How are we holding on? How's, how's Rhyhorn looking? Pretty sturdy still. Do you want to try to make a nature check? Sure. Uh, it's an 18 with my addition. You can tell that it is right at about half of okay. its HP. Cool. It's at 45 out of 87. That's great. And that is your turn as Mortimer continues playing these power chords on his guitar. And he says, come on, Rhyhorn, bulldoze it again. Don't let it get you. You're only feeding us with your music. We thrive in that stuff here. I need Beckers to make a deck save once again. A disadvantage. It is actually 16. DC is actually a 14. So Beckers is able to fight off the paralysis just long enough to jump up in the air and land safely on another rock formation before the Rhyhorn is able to make contact with its rocks and its large spiky nose. Good job, Bex. You're faster. That's right. Sorry, listeners, but it's a water gun. Gotta go with what's the heftiest right now. 19. 19 hits. Woo! <gasps> It's a 12. It's a 12. Plus four, plus one. So 34. X. Rhyhorn looks really bad as from on top of this rock in the middle of the battlefield, Beckers looks at the Rhyhorn having the high ground in true Obi-Wan fashion, shoots down this water gun, and it hits the Rhyhorn directly, and it gets a big, big hit. You can see it's like getting pushed back. This is a hefty Pokemon, but the force of the water gun is actually pushing it back. You can see the feet marks skidding back in the ground. As Rhyhorn looks like it's pretty close to being on its last legs, Mortimer says, we're not going down that easily. Smackdown. 23 will do it. Girl just says from the mic. As Beckers takes 13 points of rock damage. Oh no, Bex. Is she still up? She's still up with two hit points. Oh my gosh. I thought that was going to take her out. Uh, uh. As Rhyhorn sees Beckers up on the high ground, 
stamps the two front hooves once again as she goes flying up into the air. This time, it actually stamps the back hooves and a LED light from the ceiling falls and knocks Beckers to the ground, <laughs> dealing the damage. Beckers loves to fly! Your turn. Seely. It's time. Or. I switch out. Seely's psyched. Psyched out of her mind to be there. She's so pumped. She has caught her own ripped denim jacket. She's got the <laughs> headband on. She came all dressed up. She's so ready. She got the aesthetic down. Who knew blubbery could be so hard? Seely, while you were not looking, took the capsule that had the bike in it and is going to attempt to drive the bike into the battlefield. Bless it. That's all I could ever ask for her to do. <laughs> I just made her make a dex check. She rolled a six. I don't know. What's her, what's her dex? Oh, gosh. Her dex is a zero, but it's a plus four for a saving throw. It's not a saving throw. With a six, she fumbles around in your bag while you're not looking. She grabs the bike capsule. She opens it up, and it comes out in front of you. And then she, like, hops on it for a second and realizes she doesn't have feet or hands to steer it. So she just poses on it for a second and then hops off and goes into the battlefield. <laughs> Polly World comes back and I give Polly World a big belly five. You did great. Take it easy. As she wobbles over to the side and takes a seat, weakly cheering for Seely. That is your turn. And boy, howdy, it was a great turn. Which is going to take us to Mortimer, who says, All right, switching things up. I like it. Rhyhorn, sandstorm. And once again, obscuring the battlefield, dirt and sand and debris whips up around you and is obscuring the view of the battlefield. You can barely see Rhyhorn in front of you, and you certainly can't see Mortimer, but you can still hear his guitar and his voice coming over the amps. You know, you always say such positive things right before you launch attacks. You know, it's like a weird compliment session. Pearl says into the mic, she goes, I like your tunes. Thanks. At the top of your turn, you will take one point of damage. What do you want to do? All right, Seely, Baja blast them. Icy wind. Ah, uh, that's a nine. Nine will miss, unfortunately, as Seely lets out the icy wind, but it's just struck down by all of the sand and everything flying around the place. As that misses, Mortimer says, ah, uh, looks like that's not going to work. Bulldoze it. Make a deck save. 13. 13 just misses. Oh, I had a feeling. So Seely takes, wow, rolled double ones. You get off real easy, only taking seven points of damage. As this Rhyhorn bursts out of the sand, you can see the outline of it for a moment, the silhouette before it bursts out and hits Seely, and she lets out a, oh! Your turn. Come on, Seely, I know you can do it. Icy wind. 18. 18 hits. Yes. A five and a one, plus ace trainer. Seven, doubled for 14. Uh-huh is going to be enough to KO the Rhyhorn. Woo! Proud of you, Sealster! As Seely is snuck in to snag that KO, the icy wind wraps around and actually disperses the sandstorm. It whips around the arena and freezes the Rhyhorn in place, and it buckles to its knees and falls down, knocked out. <laughs> she lets out an excited cry, and the crowd is getting real amped up right now. Yeah, that's right. I hear the shouts, and Pearl tried, like, there isn't a crowd shout going, but she tries to start it, like, turning her back to me. Pearl, 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 and Seely. Pearl, Pearl, yeah, Pearl, and Seely. Try it 
trying to get it going. Go ahead and make a charisma check with advantage because you just knocked out one of his Pokemon. All right. 18. With an 18, your fan section catches on to what you're doing and they start cheering and then some of the rest of the crowd is slowly catching on and doing it too. That's for you, Silster. Order! Mortimer looks up at the screen above and sees your four Pokeballs still lit up and two of his three are dimmed and he says, all right, you know, a lot of people don't get this far, but here we are. I hope you're ready. Go, Rampardos! All right, who be who? He releases this Pokemon from its ball and you see this large gray dinosaur-like Pokemon with a dome head obstructing its red eyes, this blue dome on top of its gray body. It has blue stripes on its tail and on its knees and wrists and spikes throughout and it scratches the claws of its feet against the ground and looks at Sealy and lowers its head to get ready to charge. Did you have a bonus action? Sure, probably won't help me, but you know. You scan it with your Pokedex and it says, Rampardos, the headbutt Pokemon. Its skull is as hard as iron. It is a brute that tears down jungle trees while catching prey. Oh, whoa. Not helpful, but the jungle trees part I actually liked. Speaking of it being the headbutt Pokemon, Mortimer begins just absolutely shredding on the guitar now. He's been playing this whole time, but he's going into overdrive, and he says, Take down, Rampardos! That is an unnatural 20 to hit. That is 12 points of normal damage to Seelie as the Rampardos lowers its head and charges directly forward and makes contact with Seelie and knocks her back a little bit. And you see it looks a little dazed for a second and shakes it off. Stay strong, Seelie. I see wind. Roll the hit. Uh, 19. 19 will hit. Five points of damage. That is not super effective, so it's just a five. Oh, I gotta get her out of there. It is a pure rock type. Oh, I gotta get her out of there. That's Seelie's turn then. Mortimer yells out another, bulldoze it! And Rampardos runs around the battlefield and comes to charge at Celia again with this thick skull of its. Watching the charge, Pearl goes, not my baby! Make a deck save. Okay, 18. DC was 15. Woo! Celia manages to flop out of the way. Fly, Celia, fly! Order! As she does a little flip. Nice. Your we're turn. acrobatic, even though we're not a flying or, or air type. Um, I'm getting Celia out of there. Yeah, you're going to use action to get Celia yeah. out. Ooh. Are you going to swap in? It's time for the closer. Go, Oscar! Okay, you call Celia back, and she does her flip, and she actually flips again to get back next to you and pulls out her pom-poms again with a or-or. Sweet flips. Or-or. Parkour. Parkour, parkour. Parkour, parkour. Hardcore, parkour. <laughs> All right, here he comes. You send out the grumpy mushroom boy. Mm-hmm. You release him from the Pokeball, and he comes out with a trip. That is your turn. Mortimer says, oh, I'm coming in here with a grass type. I respect it. Rampardos, whip up a sandstorm. Everybody loves sand so much. Don't you know it gets everywhere? The sand whips up once again, and Mortimer and Rampardos become obscured from your vision as you try to look out beyond the battlefield. Shroomish just squints more than he usually does. <laughs> your turn. X-Defense. Oh, okay. So you're going to use your action to use the X-Defense. Yes. So Shroomish's AC is going to get increased by two, and it's what now? Fifteen. Fifteen now. Mm-hmm. He was really low. Good to know. As you give him the X-Defense, he does take... Wow, these are so low. One point of damage from the sandstorm. As you are bolstering Shroomish's defenses, that will end your turn. And you hear Mortimer shout out, Rampardos, Stone Age! 
I need a deck save from Shroomish. 11. An 11 will not do it. As while the sandstorm whips around, the ground trembles for a moment, and then these sharp rocks shoot out of the ground super fast. A couple of them hitting Oscar, and he is going to take... Ooh, those are big dice, huh? I don't like that. 16 points of rock oh damage. Oh, gosh. Your turn. We're going with Leech Seed. Leech Seed, okay. 17. A 17 will hit. Oh, great. As these seeds are shot out from the top of Oscar's head and they release these vines that wrap themselves around the Rampardos. And Pearl also releases out the t-shirt gun and says, keeps the cheers going, you small crowd, you! Starts launching. Seely can, she hand, she does just one and then she hands the rest to Seely. Seely is on t-shirt cannon duty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Trubish is going to take two points from Sandstorm at the end of your turn. It is now Mortimer's turn. He takes my leech damage. Great, leech seed damage is at the top, so how much is that going to be? Three. So that will be six points of damage for Rampardos and three back to you as Mortimer says, come on, Rampardos, go for another takedown. Rampardos charges through the sandstorm once more. You see it come out with these vines all across it. It does hit with a 17, and Oscar is going to take... 11 points of melee damage. Cool, so since that was melee, I want to use Stun Spore, but I also get to use Effect Spore since that's a feature, and it kind of happens instantly. Cool. Cool. So roll the dice for Effect Spore to see if you get it. Got it. Four. Great, so then that's two points of grass damage, so that's going to double to four, and then you are going to use Stun Spore, so it needs to make a save? Yeah, it needs to make a con save. It's got to roll higher than a 13. That is a 19. Dang. All right, well, we made progress. Yeah, you managed to do a good chunk of damage on its turn, so not bad. It is now your turn. Mega Drain. Mega Drain. Yeah. Go for it. 16. 16 hits. Woo! 10 points of damage. 10, so 20 points of damage. 10 back to you. Thank you. Solid hit. Solid hit. Now your turn? Yes. Awesome. Mortimer yells out, come on, take it down. And Rampardos charges once again at Oscar. 18 to hit. Oh, leech seed before that. Great. Roll it. Three. Three. So six and three back to you. Rampardos rolled an 18 to hit with takedown. So that is going to be 16 points of damage. Wow, that was a lot. As the hard head makes solid contact and actually knocks Shroomish across the way a little bit before he braces himself against a rock. I would like to do the stun spore and the uh, the other one, the effect spore. Great. Roll for the effect spore to see if it works. No. Stun spore is a save, so unnatural 20. Dang. So Rampardos is still not paralyzed. As Oscar shoots off these spores to try to paralyze it, it just, it just shakes it off and it's totally fine. Oh, Rampardos actually needs to roll and see if the sandstorm is still going. Yep, still going strong. And actually, I forgot to do the damage for that last time. So that's another three points of damage from that, from that last time. There might have been another one, but oh well, I forgot. So that attempted Sun Spore will end its turn. It's now your turn. Now to take your Sandstorm damage for this turn, that's another three. Ouch. What do you want to do? Mega Drain. Mega Drain. Get it. Misses ten. I'll use my Inspiration and a different dice. Three. Ooh, the Inspiration didn't do Bummer. it. As that does miss the Rampardos. I'm past my half, so the citrus berry kicks in. Great, so that'll take you back up to your full, what is it, 45? Yeah, we're looking peachy keen. All right. 
on Mortimer's turn, he yells out amidst the guitar and the sandstorm and the crowd, Stone Edge! Oh, you gotta teach your leech seed. Thank you for reminding me. Anytime. Roll it. I love a good leech seed. Uh, that's three points of damage. Six, three back to you. And Oscar needs to make a deck save. 19. 19 saves. Nice. As these sharp rocks jut out of the ground and he's able to, he's actually just so small that they just miss. But that is Rampardos' turn. Up to your turn. One point of sandstorm damage. What do you want to do? Mega Drain. Do it. 17. 17 will hit. Yes. Six. So six double 12 damage and six health back to you. But that's going to be your turn. It is then Rampardos' turn. Go ahead and do your leech seed because I remember this time. That is three points of damage again. Six damage, three health back to you. Yum, yum, yum. As Rampardos is looking rough. That is not hard to tell. Rampardos does need to make a concentration check from the damage from before. Makes it with a 19 natural. As Mortimer says, come on, keep it together, Rampardos. You got this. Bulldoze it. Deck save from Oscar. 15. 15 saves exactly. Wow. It is a DC 15. Wow. You lucky shroom. He is a lucky, lucky mushroom. Oscar hops directly out of the way as again, Rampardos has crashed into most of the rocks on the battlefield at this point and knocked a bunch of them over, completely collapsed some, but Oscar is able to duck out of the way of this attack. That brings us to your turn, as Oscar takes two points of damage from the sandstorm, from Darude's sandstorm. <laughs> Mega Drain! Good. 18. 18 hits. Seven. So 14? Yeah, I feel like that's like the highest he's gotten lately. He's not a heavy hitter, but he's really solid. He's not going to go down. He's got the tankiness. He's not as much of the damage output, but he stays in there. Yes. 14 damage is a solid hit as you see Rampardos is slowing down from its rampage. It does manage to hold concentration on its sandstorm as it continues to whip around the battlefield as the guitar continues to wail. But that is your turn. Come on, Oscar. You can do it. Mortimer says, I'm impressed. We're on the ropes, but we're not going down yet. Take down. Take up, Pearl says. With an unnatural 20 to hit, it will be 11 points of damage to Oscar. Come on, Oscar, you can do it. Haven't you seen it? He had the Oscar still standing tour. It was a big hit. Mega drain. Boy got mega noped. Two. Two will miss as Oscar takes two points of sandstorm damage. I'm rolling for leech. Leech seed. It is three points. Three points, so six, and three back to you. I think that at this point, Rampardos is just in a complete rampage. Its eyes are totally red now, and it's been running around the battlefield, and it's just trying to chase Oscar down, trying to hit it with this takedown attack. I imagine Oscar does as little as movement as possible, too. Just like a little boing to the side, boing to the side. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's so small that he's able to just like do a little bit of hop out of the way as Rampardos has to veer around and come back again to get him. <laughs> but he's going to go for a takedown attack as he is on his last legs right now. Are you kidding me? That's 11 total from a four. All right. Takes us back to your turn as Oscar takes three points of sandstorm damage. Just like patty cake going back and forth with all these hit points. What do you want to do? Mega Drain. Woo! 19. 19 will hit. Eight. For a total of 16, describe to me how Oscar takes down the Rampardos. Oh my gosh, you guys. This is amazing. 
Oscar, in a brief moment, hops up just high enough to do a little flip in the sky. And in his back, and in the moment, I catch a glimpse of him. And he actually has a smile in mid-flip. And when he comes back on the flip, his face is the same. But mid-flip, I see a smile and a little wink. And I just whisper under my breath, he's got it. And then he just does a little kick. Mega Drake! And the arms reach out, and it's like a super powerful force. Yes, rather than the sort of green orbs that he normally shoots out with the Mega Drain, this time it's the orbs, but also the vines connecting with the vines from the Leech Seed. As you can see, this green energy, this life force being pulled from the Rampardos as Oscar is bolstered by this and comes back to the ground. And Rampardos holds on for as long as it can before collapsing onto the ground. The small crowd erupts! <laughs> That's right, we did it! The small crowd does erupt into cheers as on the big board ahead, the last Pokeball is dimmed. The sandstorm fades and the music fades as the crowd continues to cheer, going absolutely wild as Mortimer returns Rampardos to the ball and claps his hands for you. Congratulations! Congratulations. You've just earned your first gym badge. I throw Celia up in the air. Order! Freeze frame. <laughs> Thank you. Really wanted it. Um, when we come back from the air, I give my whole team a hug. Like a really, really big, sincere hug. I'm so proud of all of you. Even you, gal pal. Get in here. Beckers, you were amazing. You carried us through so much. Celia, you brought the spirit, you brought the heart, and you brought the ice. And Oscar, what could I say? You still look frowny, but I know that frown got turned upside down today. Jim! You did it! You faced it! You faced some of the most intense Pokemon I've ever seen in my whole life! And I think that the real freeze frame is you hugging the whole team as we see the crowd cheering up in the stands and Mortimer across the way. You're still here on the battlefield, but we pause here until next time. Hey, Daniel here from the Happy-Go-Lucky Podcast. The show you've just been listening to is part of the new and upcoming Podicon Go podcasting network. What is Podicon Go, you ask? We're a group of independent creators that are committed to creating, distributing, and supporting content that is clean, fun, and appropriate for all ages. Thank you for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe and show your love for this show with a five-star review. Every time you do, you're helping to support family-friendly content for everyone to enjoy.